sick. So um, this is also um, an exciting episode because not only is Jordan still in his like re-education camp, we told everybody that he's on vacation, but I, I sent him away. So what happened to him? He's in a re-education camp right now. He was a bad boy and he needs to get better. Oh no. Yeah. One of those one of those? So he'll be back he'll be back next week, hopefully, uh, you know, acting like a fucking professional on the show. Yeah, it's nice to hear that he went back to school. That's yeah. pretty Yeah, no, it was it was forced. It was definitely at gunpoint. Illegal guns. Um But yeah, so for the uh, for the second guest host pod thing that we're doing, um, you're actually the only returning guest we've ever had. So uh, really? yeah, oh, cool. yeah, yeah. So uh, you know, general secretary of the uh, Northeast New England branch of Bolchevik Field Office. Uh, Thank you, Sal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. I, uh, I I really fought hard for that. The full New England. Um, I didn't just want Massachusetts. You got to have the whole thing. Well, yeah. If we're gonna restructure the entire map, it's it's stupid to have those those states. They mean there's there's no point in having all those places be a different thing. Don't don't worry. We're gonna go the, across the entire state today. We're we're at least one person did. Um, and we'll talk about him. Um, we'll talk about. I wrote a little poem. I'm gonna try to make it up in my head right here. So if I screw up, uh, you know. Uh, good old, fa- and I'll start. I'll, I'll start the poem. How about that? Yeah. Would you, pl- would you like it? Please, 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 please. Okay. Read me a poem. Okay. Hang on. I got it. Uh, let me just find uh, the guy I want to talk about, and so I have his name up, uh, so I can say his name right because it's okay. I got it. Good old-fashioned Jake Oshenclaus, uh, Massachusetts son and boss. Hippity hoppity election day is on its way. Uh. Here comes Mr. Oshenclaus, uh, flying Confederate flags, cause he thinks, uh, cause he don't know they lost. Uh, hippity hoppity, uh, please vote, don't vote for him on September 1st, which ironically is also in Massachusetts moving day. Well, I didn't know that you were a poet laureate, but that's, that was fucking tight. Yeah, I wrote it. I was like, oh, like maybe, yeah, like maybe we could start it off like that. You just cut into that immediately. And, you know, that could be it. And, uh, you know, I don't know. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> but, yeah. That, so we're talking about, if you didn't know it, uh, by my stuttering, uh, I'm Sam and Rushdie. I am uh, the General Secretariat. I'm here with Rob. Uh and um, I think this is uh, this is th- w- that we together today are the Bolsheviks. Podcast makes me realize how much I don't fucking know. Talking about how he's gonna put a boot in your ass because it's the American way. That was fun. That was tight. I will. I'm gonna be. You know. I'm gonna. I'm in this, man. I'm in it to win. Historical trolling is the funniest shit. <laughs> All right, we're done. I'm ending it. I'm ending it. We're done. We're done. We're done. We're done. That was good. That was tight. That was work. That was sick. Okay. Yeah, 100%. Good. I wanted like a funny, a little funny intro to hint it, like everything we're going to talk about. So now we can get into the... The, the meat and potatoes. But let me, let me ask you before we get going, how are yeah. things up in Boston right now? Things are, uh, things are pretty, things are pretty shitty. Like they are everywhere else in the world, unfortunately. Um, 
But what we uh, essentially Massachusetts is has set itself up for a little conundrum. Uh, like everywhere else in the world, schools are opening up in Massachusetts and uh, we're getting a bunch of college kids that are co- going to come in here. We're going to get uh, all the all the elementary, sc- elementary school kids are going to go back. Elementary school kids are going to go back. And I don't know. I think it's just going to be a disaster. They're going to be back. But by, by October, everything will be um, school from home. Oh, so, yeah. Know, uh, if, if, you know, private or not or non-private school. They pretty much gave uh, everyone a choice here if they want to open up for next year. And I don't know. It's, it's really surprising. Uh, my mom is a chorus teacher, in, but I'm from Connecticut. Uh, but Connecticut, all the public schools are going back. Are they really? They're uh, all, are they? Are they back already? Uh, no. I think next week is the week that they are going back. But if you ask me, that's just like this is just insane. It's fucking you know? stupid. Um, it's, uh, it's, uh, people are already saying that there is a spike in younger ages for COVID, and I'm mm-hmm. like, well, that's because schools are opening back up. Like you don't, you know, it's it, that is the answer. That's the only reason why the two ages of really old or really young are rising. Oh yeah. I heard the stuff in like, I think it was Georgia where they opened up all the schools really early and then they had to start shutting shit down. Cause so many kids were, were getting sick already. I also all- found out that there was a fucking, uh, wildcat strike in at, at least in Wilmington, if not in North Carolina last week, cause they were supposed to open up on Monday and then a bunch of like most of the teachers called in sick. And so they, they couldn't open up school on that Monday. I did read about that. Um, the only thing I could say about here that I've heard, and I, uh, I have, I haven't looked up anything other than this, is that they, but I believe that they are just, uh, I, the teachers' association is, uh, you know, constantly fighting against Marty Walsh, uh, the mayor, to try to push back that in-school uh, start date, which is mm-hmm. I believe the twenty-first, and of the twenty-first of September, mind you. Uh, we're recording this on the eighteenth. Or the 19th of August, so uh, if they had to figure this out in a few days, that'd be bad. But um, honestly, I think they're just going to keep kicking that can down the road. Because there's uh, – until Marty Walsh relents and says, okay, fine, we're too late into the year to even start school. Uh, you know, uh, we'll just – we will just nullify this school year. That's what they should have announced in the beginning of the summer is just that this year isn't happening and then like – did, did you guys ever have it where, like, you had such a bad snow season that you had to, like, do the weird summer school stuff in order to make up for all the days that you lost? Yeah, of course. Uh, yeah. yeah. I think anybody on uh, the East Coast, unless you're, like, living in Florida, anybody on the East Coast U.S. experienced that. Um, they, should, the they should just do the that. Is, uh, the funny thing is that they're saying now, at least in Rhode Island, I heard, um, which is another... Uh, you might not know it, but it's a it's a it's a landmass that I have command over, and uh, it's not an actual island. Um, but Rhode Island now, I think, is doing away with their snow days because now that you could do a virtual learning from home if you have the internet. I don't hate that because it doesn't fuck with your summer, but I also kind of hate that because that really gets into that whole weird like work from home thing to where like you're technically always at work, like you're kind of always at school now. Yeah, I mean, also here's 
it's weird. Some people, I think, like, have absolutely uh, lost their mind during this thing. I know I have in a little bit, but some people, like, are handling it really badly. Um, some people are handling it. Uh, what, what are we talking about? <laughs> uh, but, yeah. Um, Just, like, with the school stuff. So, like, so what, what are you guys doing up there with, like, going into businesses? Because, like, down here we're, like, 25% capacity for restaurants and bars and then, like, limited capacity for, like, retail and shit. Uh, right now it's 40% capacity, I think for restaurants. Why would it be 40 and not 50 or 20? That's just like such a weird, I don't know. It's like an arbitrary number. They picked out. I could also be completely wrong about that. But what I do know is that we supposedly have takeaway cocktails now, but, um, that you can get from the bar. But I so far have not seen any sort of restaurant being like, you could have takeaway cocktails. I've seen a few, don't want to mention them, but a few places that are bars that have just straight up opened up but have the signs on the door that they are closed, uh, you know, and that you can't come in because of COVID. So there's that. Uh, But for the most part, uh, it's actually pretty much destroying uh, the restaurant industry in the city and also uh, the music scene in particular because I think in – in Boston alone, I think we've lost like basically every venue that uh, has been a sort of bar venue. And as of today, there was a little good news, a little resurgence. Um, it seems as if they might Great Scott, which was like the place, mm-hmm. uh, the, I would say, your auto bar um, in a way for Baltimore listeners, uh, is actually might be reopened uh, at a closed down uh, old train depot which used to house a big pizzeria regina place oh wait so they're, they're so like the the crew is moving it to a different spot they hope so um this guy carl lavin um who used to run stuff at great scott i don't know in exactly what capacity but he bought the intellectual rights and he bought the liquor hmm. license i don't know how much money I, I don't know how much money that costs but let me tell you a liquor license in massachusetts is uh uh, that is your golden ticket. It's 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 worth about I've heard anywhere from like ten to thirty thousand dollars. That is very cheap compared to what they are in Baltimore City, <clears throat> because with Baltimore City, the individual or the company doesn't have the license, but the building does, and they only have a certain amount for the city. So when you buy a building, you buy the liquor license for that address. Is that different than most places? Yeah, we're one of the only places that has that. It's like some real, real old school shit. Oh, so you're like, you're officially like, oh, like this liquor license is like a liquor establishment license. Yeah, like there are like there are liquor licenses that are like a hundred years old or some shit because they've just been in that building as it's changed hands over the years. Damn. Yeah, and so it, it creates this weird atmosphere where like you can have a bar that's like failing that has been failing for fucking years. But then when you cash out and you sell the building, the building might only be worth 200, but then you can get five or six for that liquor license. So you're walking away with almost a mill after making no fucking money your entire career. I wonder if it's, I could be wrong, but it could be, that could be the same situation in Massachusetts. But I've also heard, uh, that places like there's this bar called the model and everyone was worried about it closing. And we heard rumors that actually it's not closing because it turns out that the guy that runs the model owns the building, which mm-hmm. like completely gets rid of that problem 
uh, like owning the building is the problem because the landlord is the one that kicks you out. Like the landlord is the one that told great Scott to get out of the building um, Mm -hmm. and take, and take their liquor license with them because they want to renovate it into a bank or a condo or whatever. Yeah. It'll be like a fancy food court or something. Sure. They're going to, yeah, they're going to turn it into, um, it'll be an indoor food truck restaurant. It'll be something. Yeah. 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 It'll be, yeah, it'll be awful. Um, whatever it is. But so that's, that's the only good news I have pretty much everywhere else. Like it's, it's really disappointing. Um, there were two really good restaurants uh, that were in right in the middle of Austin, Deep Ellum and Lone Star, and they actually closed the Deep Ellum part and consolidated it with Lone Star. Uh, I, they said it wasn't COVID, but you can't tell me that during this time and say that wasn't a factor in it. It just really sucks uh, to see uh, to see your old memories go. Yeah, yeah. It seems like that's happening around the entire country, really, where there's just so many small, cool little bars and restaurants that are just going under because there's, I mean, even at 40% capacity, you probably can't make any money, but especially down here at 25, like there's just no way that you're going to, you know, run those numbers and meet your overhead unless you own the bill, unless you're lucky enough to like own the building. But, you know, Mm -hmm. the landlord still needs their fucking money. They don't need it, but they they still will take their money. Then if you don't give them the money, on the most for the most part, they never need it. Yeah, no, they don't fucking need it. But um, you know, it's that is just the that that that's going to be one of the long lasting effects of COVID. Aside from obviously the people dying, is just how the complete cultural landscape of every single city is going to be completely different when we're on the other side of this. Just because everything was forced to shut down, and now developers are just buying everything and turning them into modern chic like fish markets and bullshit like that well i have uh some bad news Uh uh-huh um the bad news is i could start talking about one of uh the horrible people that i'm going to talk about today Mm -hmm. um and it's going to be i guess we could start with we're going to have to start with joe kennedy the third so I uh, I don't know anything about this chode aside from the fact that he's not Joe Kennedy the first's grandson, right? Yeah, but like, does that matter? Uh, I, I feel like it doesn't if you're a Kennedy, but it does if you're anyone else. I mean, I'll put it this way: um, Massachusetts is like the Irish Weimar Republic. Okay, sort of. If you could think about it. Like it's, it's, it's as if it's as if it's like Germany instead of Germany, the Irish made the Weimar Republic. Think about, think, think of it that way. Mm -hmm. So that you have like, and the Kennedys are essentially your, uh, you know, your, your Von Habsburg, your Von Habsburg princes. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I feel like that's a pretty direct correlation. And they're also like the, uh, Von Habsburg princes. They're all like, also just like, just, they, they just die in like horrible circumstances. Uh, you know, I don't even have to begin to explain to uh, probably listeners about Chippequiddick. Mm-hmm. People probably already know about that. Uh, the assassination of JFK. I don't need to talk about that. Um, but I remember being a little kid and being told uh, that one of the Kennedys died when I was in Cape Cod when he was flying to Martha's Vineyard. That was very surreal. I believe that was the brother. Let me, let me just make sure. Of wasn't, this. That, wasn't that JFK Jr.? Cape Cod. Uh, it might have been JFK Jr., yeah. Because that's the one who, like, he flew his plane into the ocean, but then Q told us that he actually isn't dead and he's going to save America or something. Like, he's tied into uh, all the Q stuff. 
Okay, yeah, you're right. It is JFK. Uh, it was, yeah, it was JFK's son. Um, and it happened on the 20th of July. And I guess he was going to a wedding in Hyannis, which, all right, I got to bet. All right, Hyannis is like the Kennedy compound. To And to also talk about the Kennedy curse of the Kennedys dying, I believe that um, last year, death, uh, Last year, the granddaughter of Robert F. Kennedy died of an overdose at the Kennedy compound in Hyannis. Um, uh, you know, uh, which which Hyannis is this really weird place. Where as a little kid, I loved it, but uh, it, it's but then when uh, my I went back with my fiance a couple of years ago, it's just probably one of the most like uh, when capital leaves an area, you know, it left an area, mm-hmm. uh, because this used to be like a boardwalk, almost like a boardwalk place with like little trinket shops. And you got like the crystal shops and you got like a shop called like the funky monkey and they sell weird t-shirts <laughs> and all that stuff is gone. It's just like endless rows of, uh, sweatshirt shops that said like the sweatshirts that say Cape Cod on them. And, uh, you know, it's and it goes on forever. And there's like one records, one Newberry comic record store or something like that. Yeah, that makes sense for up there. And, it, and it's terrifying, uh, you know. Um, and yeah, uh, this this. Uh, so the Kennedy curse is, is is real. So this guy running for higher office is uh, really uh, not listening to the curse. He really should just be staying at home and, uh, you know, meditating like we the rest of us are, in my opinion. But uh, basically what happened is Joe Kennedy III had a representative of the 4th Congressional District in uh, mostly southern Massachusetts. If I showed you a map of how it's all divided up, it's like incredibly corrupt. But he decided to run against Ed Marquis, um, who is who he's sort of become the absolute boy of massachusetts recently in the wake of the bernie sanders loss i have seen a lot of people actually turn to him as sort of like a figure of leftist representation when i exactly don't think he's exactly that yeah i was gonna say does he deserve that that title that mantle that has been thrust upon him like should he be someone that's on our radar if we don't live in massachusetts no aside from the fact that he's gonna be jousting a kennedy soon uh, I mean, like, I do think I—I'll put it to you this way. Um, in a very weird way, we gotta look at you know the the players we got on the field, and yeah, there are a lot of things that I don't agree with when it comes to Ed Markey. Like, uh, he voted with uh, Joe Biden for the crime bill, uh, and these are legitimate criticisms that Kennedy is using uh, against him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but to be totally honest. He, uh, he is a member of, you know, he's an honorary member of the squad. Uh, and he uh, isn't, to be honest, he's not, or at least does not display himself to be a traditional politician. He seems to be more more sort of a regular Massachusetts guy. Mm-hmm. Like, he, he, there's a picture of him online. I could probably find it for you. And it's just like him in like a, a tracksuit and like gray sweatpants. And I'm like, oh, I have that exact same thing. And slowly I realized, I'm like, oh, he's just like, he's a Massachusetts guy. There's two types of Massachusetts people. There's like people like Ed Marquis and there's people like Kennedy. And um, the people like Ed Marquis are a good representation of the people. Mm-hmm. And the people like Kennedy are not a good representation of the people. But uh, regardless, Kennedy decided to forego his 
state uh, legislation seat. And he now has created a power vacuum where uh, in the 4th Congressional District, there is now like maybe like – maybe I think it's now down to maybe 10 candidates. But I, I think right at one point they had including – uh, Democrat, Democrats, Republicans, and independents, it was like there was 13 or 12 candidates. Okay, so, so what, what, what did he have previously? He had a congressional uh, seat? Let me, uh, yeah, so he had the fourth, Massachusetts fourth congressional seat. It's literally just like a massive carving of the middle, lower, south, uh, east section of Massachusetts. And so now what is he trying to get? Now he's trying to uh, run for Ed Markey's Senate Senate ah, seat. Ah, I see. Okay, okay, okay. So he's he's ditching Congress for the Senate. Uh, yeah, the state Congress. Okay. And he couldn't have uh, set things up for a worse person to actually run for this state Congress. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I've got most of the information that I'm getting is from this Intercept article, uh, which is... And the goddamn scrolling. Um, I'm on this laptop that I, I'm not used to. But uh, it is a, uh, it's an Intercept article. Uh, it was put out August 11th, uh, and it actually the polling that they reference on the 11th pretty much hasn't changed. Um, and the title is "The Race to Replace Joe Kennedy in Congress is Heating Up." Um, and uh, there's a Democratic Socialist, Zane Lucky, uh, uh, who is a. Uh, running against a former bank regulator who's running against a Republican that, uh, is now, uh, who is now turned into a Democrat and somehow is leading the race because Massachusetts is the worst place in the world. Now Um, is Massachusetts predominantly Democrat or or Republican, or are they one of these places where it's kind of like Maryland where a lot of the citizens are Republicans, but the urban center sways everything Democrat? Uh, there's more independent voters than, anything else registered in Massachusetts. So most people actually don't publicly commit to a party, but of course there's more Democrats than Republicans, but the actual, uh, the, the actual contextual voting makeup of that is mostly done by independent voters. For example, I'm a registered independent. Mm -hmm. Um, mostly, uh, people register that way because they don't have to commit one party or the other when you vote. You just when you uh, for primaries, you could just go right in there and say, I want the Democratic ballot or I want the Republican ballot. See, that's that's something that we don't have in Maryland. So if you're a registered independent, you can't participate in either party's primary. So that's why I am registered Democrat in Maryland so that I could vote for Bernie in the primary. And people people uh, people often forget. Um, I I remember when uh, do do you remember? What is it? Uh, What's his name? Um. Uh, it's, it's something Brown, Scott Brown. Yeah. Scott Brown. Do you remember Scott Brown? No. Scott Brown. Um, basically when, uh, Barack Obama was elected and, mm-hmm. he, uh, uh, hang on. I want to, I want to make sure, uh, p- pause here. I want to make sure I got this. I got this timeline, right? Okay. I gotcha. All right. And go. Okay, so uh, what happened is that Scott Brown, 
ended up getting a Republican who was essentially a nobody. Um, after during the 2019, uh, there was a in 2019 there was sort of like an emergency primary because of the death of Ted Kennedy, mm-hmm. and it was Martha Coakley against Scott Brown, mm-hmm. and everyone pretty much thought that uh, Coakley had it in the bag, and lo and behold, Scott Brown won. And if you really want to wonder how that happened, you pretty much just have to look back at what I just said about the makeup of Massachusetts being mostly independent and that a reaction against the state democratic government. And uh, because Martha Coakley was definitely like a representation of that, you know, of what that manifests. uh, ah, Martha Coakley was basically a, uh, all right, cut. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> gotcha. Mark Oakley was a manifestation of what that uh, the Massachusetts Democratic Party wanted that to be. And for whatever reason, people did the exact same thing that they did in the 2016 election. And a lot of people who normally would have voted for a Democrat for no particular reason at all voted for a Republican. Hmm. Um, that's how you get Scott Brown. Well, and have you been watching the DNC stuff? Have you been yeah. sort of... So there is a very hard shift to the right uh, from the from the Democratic establishment. Um, obviously, the DNC has like the most Republicans we've ever had. Everyone is becoming more conservative in the DNC as a reaction to uh, the DSA and the more progressive Democrats. So I feel like this is very in line with the general um, sidestepping to the right that establishment Democrats have been slowly doing since Trump came in office. This whole thing of meeting in the middle type of thing. So I feel like that sort of is indicative of, of national politics to an extent. And uh, that kind of strikes me as weird because I don't think that they did that last year. Uh, they really had, they really went hard on people like uh, Sarah. I remember like Sarah Silverman. I remember her getting booed by the Bernie people and uh, her reaction to that. Uh, I remember they went hard on the. Um, they, they, they went hard on on the Bernie nostalgia because they realized that uh, would work. And, mm-hmm. they, you know, they, they brought Bernie's brother out and they made him cry and it was beautiful. Um, but uh, they they didn't They're From what I hear, like they're not even bothering to try to recapture some of that magic. I it's it's it seems as if they're trying to do that in a bottle like they're like they're trying to bottle the, that experience up and then throw it to you on the Internet. Um, which d- doesn't have the same effect. It, it doesn't work. No, they, they are 100% not utilizing any type of progressive momentum. They are, the whole Democratic platform for this election cycle is, hey, Republicans, do you not like Trump? Because we'll play ball with you guys. And then they're just shunning all of the progressives because they're viewing them as like being unrealistic and, you know, mm-hmm. dirty communists I- and stuff because they don't want people to die because they can't afford insulin. Well, uh, it's it's just yeah. I mean, like I'm sure they're talking about, and I'm sure they're going hard on COVID, which is the. Bi- I mean, it's going to be the biggest thing during this election. But the thing about COVID is that it it it's it's eventually going to. I mean, like I know I'm going to sound like Trump saying this, but like eventually there will be a vaccine created, or you know, and it will go away, and then we're going to go back to talking about. You know, we'll go back to talking about the issues that we talked about when Bernie Sanders was running, was running for president. One hundred percent, one hundred percent. The the entire uh, platform not, is talking about preparing, how Trump sucks. They're not preparing themselves for that. They see uh, 
you know, they see COVID as a political leverage and they're using it as mm-hmm. anybody would. Oh, yeah. Uh, and that's, I mean, that's what they should be doing. If Bernie Sanders was running, that's Bernie Sanders should be using COVID as a political leverage. Uh, but they have pretty much just set their sight on that, the main issue. And they're focusing in on that laser pointed. And when it comes to like uh, income equality, uh, you know, uh, you know, getting money out of politics, uh, climate change, they're not actually going to uh, address that. Uh, I remember I was, uh, most of us were like terrified of climate change before COVID came along. Mm-hmm. Um, and now that, then now it's weird. It's, it's sort of like really abstract and weird to think about. It was cool because Marianne Williamson on Twitter posted a thing where she, you know, she pointed out that like the the DNC's roll call and all that shit was like cute and it was cool, but literally no one talked about systemic racism or anything that mattered, and so it was all for nothing. Yeah, and it's like, I damn, mean, all right, orb mother, like you you got it, like I mean, yeah, and essentially what we're getting is like the Elizabeth Warren version version of a DNC. I don't think this would be any different than Elizabeth Warren's version of uh, a DNC. It would be more obnoxious, and it would be a different type of obnoxious if Elizabeth Warren was was up there. It, it would be way more like girl boss heavy. Yeah, it would be more intolerant. It would be it would be equally as annoying. But it would be it would be louder, I think, because I feel like with this, no one's fucking excited about Biden or Kamala. But there are like a bunch of weirdos who would be excited about Elizabeth Warren. There would be some super heavy, um, my favorite murder and ener- my favorite murder podcast and energy one hundred percent, no doubt. Ring. Um, there'd be a lot of like live, laugh, love my president Warren type of shit going on. Uh, but Kamala, all that stuff is online. Oh uh, yeah. That, that's all encompassed online. Um, and they are, they are a strong bullying collective and they need to do their thing. Um, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, but she, I mean, uh, it's, it's, it's weird to think about, uh, you know, Joe Biden's, uh, as funny as it is. Joe Biden's brain just finally um, shutting down. Just that and, that mashed potato just finally just mushing out. Yeah, finally just scraping the plate off into the garbage yeah. and saying and, and and you know saying, "Mom, what do we have in the fridge? What's next?" And she takes out and she goes, "Oh, you know, we." And you ask, you know, could we go out and get some president? And she says, "No, we have some." We, we have this vice president at home. Yeah, she, we have Joe Biden Kamala. at home. It's completely yeah, fine. It's frozen Kamala from the fridge. You yeah. know, we just got to thaw it out. Hell yeah. So we are halfway done, and that means it's time to fucking blaze up. So do you have your you have your piece ready? Yeah. Nice. Hell yeah. So. Yeah, we didn't get through. We didn't get to the stuff I talked about, but it's almost like it doesn't matter. We got much better content than that. <laughs> yeah, we're good. It's yeah, also nice having the smoke break with someone who who smokes because Jordan doesn't smoke. I'm hoping that they that they whip that into him when he's back from his uh, his vacation, his state mandated vacation, that they make him smoke weed. We'll uh, weird time to make him uh, to set, weird time to make him go on a state mandated vacation um, during this uh, COVID crisis. It was out of my hands. There's only so much I can do for the boy. You know, he did I mean, he did it to himself. It sounds like he uh, signed his own, um, uh, you know, uh, shipment papers. He knows what he did. To the vacation camp. He, he knew what he did. <laughs> um, wait, so where is he in, in, in reality? 
Yeah, he's he's in he's. Oh, that, that oh that's nice. Where's wait where's oh is that the Carolinas? Yeah, it's South Carolina. That's why would you go on a vacation now? Because he's dumb. I guess so. Um, so here's an interesting thing. Uh, and you might you, you could record this uh if you want because uh this might be interesting to know. Mm-hmm. But in Massachusetts, at least um for the company that my fiance works for, mm-hmm. um there people will call up and ask and they'll say, Hey, can I have I went on vacation to uh you know insert southern state here. Yeah. I you know I went on vacation hey, to I went to Pam Panama City Beach. And um I and and now um, that I know that, like, you know, my grandma says I can't, you know, I can't go visit her because she's worried I have COVID. So she says I got to get a COVID test. So can I, uh, will my insurance cover the COVID test? And the answer, of course, is if you chose to go on vacation and go to, and go to those places and then chose to come back here. No, the COVID test is not covered by insurance. Is that for the state of Massachusetts or is that for any insurance provider? Uh, that is just for the state. As far as I know, it's just for the state of Massachusetts. Damn, I did not know that, and that's fucking crazy. Because like, it seems like the the like the largest culprit for you know like spikes occurring is people going on vacation because they're fucking ignorant or they think they're invincible. Like, okay, sp- you know, and, and and I've had a long, uh, you know, I've had a long think about the type of people that do that, and if they. Of course, like healthcare should be health. Bi- <laughs> nice. Of course. <laughs> um, healthcare should, of course, health healthcare should be considered like a human right, and you should just if you have COVID, you should be treated for it. But I mean, like, there's a, there's some realities of cognitive dif- dissonance and the and amount of tests, and like you know the question of who the testing to go to to be important. Like, uh, are, it's that, that these people don't take into mind that where I'm just sort of like, yeah, they don't deserve the test. It's fine. You know, I, I have flipped back and forth about that, you know, because it's like, it's gotten to the point now. So in the beginning of all this pandemic, I had a lot of sympathy for people who were too ignorant for their own good and who will be catching COVID because they just, you know, didn't want to wear a mask in Walmart because they thought that they were, you know, that they couldn't catch it or whatever my sympathy dwindles by the day to the point to where now I am completely bankrupt. Like I have no sympathy at this point in the game, like for people who willingly go to hot spots or won't wear a mask outside or who will have birthday parties and do all these things. Like if you're going to put yourself in harm's way, I really have no sympathy for you at this point. Like if you're still an adamant, like anti mask person, I, I I can't care anymore. Uh, I've only seen uh, a couple people without a mask, uh, and I saw one one dude inside a CVS that looked like Paul Ryan um, that didn't wear a mask, and I was really I, I I wanted to say something and I didn't, and then I was inside a grocery store buying groceries, and the person basically uh, threw their mask on the ground said they didn't want to wear it anymore, and I yelled at that person and I got really mad. But, you know. Yeah, we went to a grocery store 
we went to the grocery store a while ago and there was a child running around with no mask on and then we just fucking put our shit away and and left cuz i'm See, kids i kind of got to like how old was the kid old enough to know better all right i mean yeah like I 7 mean, 8 9 like like it it was like a person who i could be like what are you doing and they could tell me an answer it wasn't like a 4 or 5 year old with those like i don't really care but it was like it was someone who was like old enough to be at the grocery store but like on their phone ignoring their parents Oh, 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 oh. Okay. You know what I, I mean? Like, like one of those. Like it's kind of like walking around the aisles because they don't want to be seen with their mom. Oh, God damn it. Like a, like a freaking preteen. Mm-hmm. Uh, exactly. Want to be seen with it. Yeah, whatever. Uh, of course. I mean, like, uh, it's. Uh, uh, it's going to get a whole lot worse before it gets any better. All right. You know? So, uh, speaking um, of things getting worse, let's get to the fun topic for today, which is. Everything that's happening on the internet and Q stuff. So this is a special extended version of Right Wing Meme Watch. Oh yeah, good. So uh, we're going to talk about Alpus Sliman. For uh, I think that's his name. Uh, I think his uh real name might actually be uh Alpalus, but but I don't know how you'd pronounce that. Wait, um, Andrew, can you please pronounce this person's name? No. Thank you. Uh, so I think it's it's A L P A L U S. I'm gonna send you the guys uh, Facebook because we're gonna be taking a look at a deep look at that today because there's some quality shit on there. Hell yeah, let's do it. Wait, can we first talk about the best thing that's happened on the internet in the past two weeks, which is fucking Amy Klobuchar's foot pic that she fucking yeah. posted? Okay, so I can't bring myself to look at that. My fiance. Uh, uh, my fiance uh, told me about that and I got uh, super freaked out by the idea of it. And then uh, she asked me, who do you think would be the politician to uh, do something like that? And she said that she would think that it would be Ted Cruz. And I unfortunately immediately was like, if you said it was the Democrats, I would know that it's Amy. Um, just based on who she, just based on who she is. Oh, 100%. It, it could have been no one else. It had to have been Amy. Or you know, honestly, I could have seen Michelle Obama now that I think about it. I could see uh, no, I mean she doesn't have like the the presence that Amy does. Like Amy has like the presence where like if she makes a bad Instagram post, people are gonna find it. Mm-hmm. Like if she doesn't know the capital of uh Mexico, people are gonna or the leader of Mexico, like people are gonna find out and think that's funny like uh tulsi tulsi maybe would do one too no she's too she's an angel she's too modest but she would she, but she would do it incidentally where it would be like a no shirt no shoes no worry about if i'm going to get you know have to beat some ass in the debate tonight type of post oh, that she I, does I don't, horny, uh, I don't mean to be the horny police here um but uh let's talk about uh Apollos, Simon, or Alpis. I'm going to call him Alphys. I'm just going to cut cut my losses here. Do it. Uh, but uh, let me read the article that um, first introduced me to him. And it's just going to be the... Uh, I'm just going to read a little bit of the intro. Mm-hmm. Um, Will Somer wrote a Daily Beast article about this. And uh, the title is... It's a two-part article, uh, but it's uh, QAnon Promotes... Pedo ring conspiracy theories. Uh, now they're stealing kids. Um, 
ramping up the crazy is the is the byline there. <laughs> really, the byline is Will actually went that far as to make the byline ramping up the crazy. Yeah, it's. I mean, yeah. So, uh, so th- th- here it starts. It says QAnon conspiracy theorist Alpis Sliman pushed his Honda Odyssey past 110 miles an hour while his five children screamed in the back of the minivan and police officers from two states pursued him down the hall pursued him down the highway donald trump i need a miracle or something Sliman, a 29 year old boston man said during his uh, june 11th chase across massachusetts and new hampshire in remarks captured on the live stream qanon help me qanon help me and that's that. That's what he uh, said. So this is just like giving you the the, the mindset of Sliman. But I guess uh, I've tried to actually. Uh, so so if, if you don't, if you haven't realized what's going on already, this guy uh, decided to. This guy in a uh, sort of a QAnon driven frenzy um, just got into a, I believe, an altercation with his wife and shoved his wife and one of his daughters uh, out of the car. But he was still in the car with uh, his one of his children who's under one year old, uh, a one year old child. And like, I think like the oldest one out of the four that were in the car was maybe like 13 or 15. (laughs) One of the uh, most shocking things in this story is how many times this man was able to nut inside of his wife. Uh, I, uh, all right. So we got to, uh, let's, let's, let's take a step back and we're going to look at the Facebook, but I'm going to, uh, propose the idea that this guy is uh, a father in mind only. He's a father to these. Uh, he's a father to these kids, and the idea that uh, oh, oh, he's uh, just he, a classic female father in mind only. Only. Uh, yeah, yeah, father in mind. Yeah, yeah. He's a he, yeah. He's a father in mind only in the terms of maybe perhaps that uh, the kids were already around before he uh, started uh, dating this woman. I actually don't know. Um, okay, if that if that is the case. That makes this story a million times more terrifying because your crazy stepdad has just kidnapped you as opposed to, like, beloved daddy took you away. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's... The biggest thing is is that this guy uh, started to watch a lot of videos, uh, YouTube videos of, a, like, very, of this very specific dude who also has a crazy name um and oh i hope it's like fucking education for libs or one of those dudes no 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 oh it's uh 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 is it did i say that right god these oh god it's holmseth yeah yeah so this guy uh i think he has a normal uh first name um timothy charles holmseth he started this youtube channel and he's apparently like a very like professional swindler but he insists that there is there uh that there exists this pentagon pedophile task force and oh uh, he's 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 on that he's on that tip of QAnon. is he one of the dudes who, who believes in like the mole people tunnels and shit yes 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 so they talk about the mole people tunnels in, in this and they talk about uh he's i guess he's very into adrenochrome um and can we back up? If we're going to talk about John F. Kennedy Jr., uh, didn't he like have uh, a, a report came out that Shane Maxwell had sex with uh, JFK Jr., right? I didn't see the report, but I heard people talking about it. How are the Q people going to explain that one? I have 
it's it's one of those things that they're just going to completely ignore or they're just going to say it's fake. I guess so. Yeah, I mean, because you and I both know, as well it's as never, our listeners, who I like have forced to be, you know, part and parcel to the Q madness. Like these people just kind of pick and choose what reality. Yeah. yeah. I mean, not, it is like wonderful magical thinking if you really want to get super like on that weird train. Like if you really want to think about how reality is only what you make of it and the, the what the true defin- uh, definition of magic is when you uh what when like manifesting your will and stuff like it's almost like uh, the mouth of madness type of shit where Sutter Kane talks about how more people believe in his books than the bible and that's how his books were like made to be reality or like yeah not I mean, to get all- too galaxy brained about it but sometimes i lie awake and think about like is the world changing because more people are believing in q or like, or like some people like remember when uh, I forget, uh, John Lennon was like said he's bigger than Jesus and there's a I remember a lot of people saying like no he absolutely knew what he was saying there he wasn't like young and talking off the cuff like he was doing some sort of esoteric mm-hmm. sort of like jerking off into thinking about that and jerking off into an apple and then eating it or something like that oh yeah know? yeah yeah one hundred percent spirit cooking uh, like they do in the basement of Comet Pizza or whatever they accuse which, them of doing which which we are I mean you know which uh great Scott will uh, anyways I don't want to get into that plan um. But this guy watched a lot of Timothy Holzmith uh, videos, and he essentially, uh, the police looked at his computer and they found out that he was super into this guy. Um, and that's basically all he was watching uh, during this uh, massive uh, fiasco. Um, something that I, so, so something that I find interesting with these people, I, I always am curious as to how long it took for them to get fully Q-pilled and fully radicalized. Like, if this was a slow burner where this dude ramped up over the course of a month, or if he just, like, went on a fucking three-day-long binge and then it just snapped all of his fucking, you know, brain cells. So should I share Should I share my screen? Because uh, I think, uh, oh, wow, I, like, literally said it, and they're like, yeah, you want to do it, bitch? Um... Wow. Okay. Hang on. Uh, could, could we look at his Facebook together? Yeah. Maybe? Yeah. 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 We can do that. So, um, hang on. It's literally bringing up, uh, the thing that allows me to Skype will not be able to record until the contents of the screen until it is quit. How about if you just bring it up the, with me, I send you the link in the chat. Yeah. Yeah. That's fine. I'm going to bring it up on my phone. Um, yeah, go so as to not make any more weird noises on my computer, but okay. So, you keep on talking while I bring this guy's shit up. Okay. So, uh, basically, uh, this guy, I couldn't find a lot more about him, but he, uh, yeah, I think we've actually scratched pretty much everything that we could talk about this guy. Um, there, there's, uh, there, there's, there, there's some other funny stuff that he screamed in the, uh, in, during the, or at least was reported that he that he said during the live feed that he did because he also did this car chase. Uh, there was a live feed of the car chase that he did from his Facebook during uh, this car chase through Massachusetts and New Hampshire. Yeah, that was also. A, I don't understand why Q people love broadcasting stuff on Facebook Live in their car. Ah, uh, yeah, that's it. It's unsafe. First off. Uh, second off, it's gone. I obviously can't find it. Um, but apparently a bunch of people saw oh, it. Oh, God. So I'm on his Facebook right now. 
Yeah. And so his cover like, photo uh, is a Punisher skull with the American flag in the back. Like I told, like when you said me, well, you wanted to look at Q memes. I was like, okay, like this guy's gonna have the best ones, and he does. Um, we the so, people like, are pissed off with the flaming Q. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, so that is the best one. Uh, also- no, I think the best one might be the Liberty Bell with "Where we go, one we go all" on it. Oh, okay. But he also has this post that I gotta say is like one of uh, the funniest posts I've ever seen. It's like a post that I would make. Is it his graveyard of Coca Cola? What did What did you find? It, it, it's a It's a video of him and his sink, and it is there's probably forty five cans of Coke in it. And he's just like showing how much coke he drinks in a day. Oh man! Um, yeah, this is like some real king shit. Also, his children are very young. That's very sad. Yes, yes, this is a horrible situation. Uh, I feel terrible for the kids, and they like absolutely like should not be involved. But also, one of the funniest things that I saw on here is that he posted. Oh, here it is. Real talk. Donald Trump is the real Batman. <laughs> <laughs> which is just like he posted that on june 8th if you want to find it and uh someone followed it up with more like the real fat man <laughs> that rocks because you know that he got so fucking angry at that at that reply hang on i want to see he might have liked it and laughed no he did not yeah he definitely called or texted that person was like what the fuck is your problem if he fought if he did father all these children um damn yeah it's it's very it's very intense looking at his facebook but it okay so the last thing i want to talk about internet wise with you because i feel like you have been on the internet around the same amount of time as i have okay remember when when 4chan was still very young and all the jokes were like, <laughs> 4chan's like going to destroy the world. 4chan's the asshole, the internet. And then that ended up happening. Uh, um, sort of. I remember a period of when I was like a sophomore in college and just like very unmedicated and just like out of my mind and just like doing very bad at school, uh, and also like, uh, you know, at, uh, friendships and relationships and whatnot. Um, that was a weird place to go and look at funny memes and funny things. And it, uh, it wasn't just the one B board that everyone refers to. Uh, there were also, there was like a paranormal board. Mm-hmm. Uh, X. That was or, X, right? X yeah, was paranormal. Board, yeah. There's a board for video games. There's a board for, uh, anime, uh, there was stuff like that. And like, I have really weird, distinct memories of uh, going to uh, some of the boards. Uh, and this is, keep in mind, this is when I was like 19 years old or like 18. Um, and when I go to some of the boards and finding like a Star Wars, like D&D choose your own adventure mm-hmm. thing that like people would just write up and post. It was it was ins- like and I have very like weird distinct memories of like replying to it and like participating in the game because the person would ask for like votes of what path that people would want to go down. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't find any evidence of this whatsoever. Oh, no, like, they, they were a really big exist. thing because I definitely have witnessed a bunch of those over the years, like on B especially, where like someone would just be like, fuck it, let's do a fucking, you know, choose your own adventure game. And then there'd just be this like three day long thread. Yeah, but um, I, I, I might know what you're getting at here. Uh, 
the whole uh, like idea of everyone's like, oh, 4chan's going to take over the world. Like everyone's secretly on 4chan, uh, you know, going into like, oh, Taylor Swift secretly like reads 4chan, uh, all that stuff. Uh, no, not really. I mean, like, I think it was like a niche internet culture. I think like if you grew up like in the Jesus center of America, uh, you probably had no freaking idea what that was. Keep in mind, I didn't find out about what that, that was until high school. Um, but uh, I assume as time goes on and the internet expands, things become more accessible. And yeah, that's definitely how the alt-right ended up uh, getting together and coordinating uh themselves oh yeah i mean a lot of that stuff is directly linked to like the early postings in poll the, like 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 the 4chan political uh you know page or whatever but like um, i was more so referring to just how q is a product of 4chan and it is really funny how like 4chan like a, a product a direct product like a child of 4chan is now actively derailing like global politics. Mm-hmm. So I've had a lot of talks, uh, talk about my, uh, one of my friends is really, uh, he used to be, um, in college, he used to be like a really hardcore anarchist. Mm-hmm. And, uh, my path to, uh, leftism was, uh, actually like a slow trudge through British labor socialism. Mm-hmm. Um, and now, um, we have completely switched. I am uh, more or less a, a servant of the Soviet Union uh, uh, remnant. Um, and he more so really is like, we need to vote for Biden. Uh, you know, we need practical policies. The reason why Trump is president is because of, le- of leftist infighting. And we've been influenced by Russia. And he believes that Q is Russian influence. Uh, I believe the call is coming from inside the house. Oh, the call is... If I was to write my favorite uh, fan fiction, Baron Trump would be Q. Sure. That would be the Oliver uh, Stone movie that I would would pay to get directed. I, uh, knowing nothing about his personality, I guess, uh, you know, uh, the only thing I have to go off of that is Trump did say Baron was very good at computers. Yeah. I mean, imagine if you're what, like nine, 10, 11 years old and you're locked in the white house and your parents are fucking crazy. Like, even if you're not, even if your dad isn't the, like a fucking rich dude or like a famous guy, like if your dad sucks and your mom's whatever, like you're on the computer, but then give that unlimited resources and time on your hands. You're fucking, you're bringing your, you're bringing your MacBook to like the knocking on the door of the justice department. You're Baron Trump being like, I, uh, I think, I think I started a disinfo campaign by accident, you know, uh, dad, dad, dad here, come here quick. I think I might've just kickstarted war war three accelerationism. Dad, I think, uh, I think we could tell them anything and they'll believe it, you know, uh, oh, okay. Uh, you know, uh, tell them, uh, uh, tell them to use this certain word, you know, or something like that. And, Damn. Uh, so what if, 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 if we run through that train of thought, so everyone always jokes that everything that Donald, that, uh, you know, Don Jr. does is to impress his father, right? That's always the big joke is that. Sure. What if this is, what if Q was made by Baron to impress the president? No. No. Imagine no, how I'm, funny that I'm would be. I entertain that notion. I think that's ridiculous. But imagine how um, funny that would be. No, but it's it's definitely someone. It's it's. I'll guarantee you this. There, it's it's someone in closer proximity to age uh, as Baron that is like probably came up with this that is working for the Justice Department. That's an intern. That's like, oh no, my side project that I I did for uh, George Washington University is now like a hundred percent out of hand. And in the hands of like, you know, uh, 
the Department of Homeland Security guy. And now they're, you know, uh, now they're sending out the Q codes instead of me. Yep. Now, yeah, exactly. He And who's going to believe and who's going to believe that guy? You know, all this stuff is signing confidential anyway. He puts himself in a risk talking about it. I mean, that's so, going to be the hottest book of like 2035. When someone's like, I was secretly Q, and it's just like some middle manager from fucking Kansas City. Plus, uh, part of me is also like, who gives a fuck about unmasking Q? The damage is done. Um, oh, yeah, no, it, that that ship has sailed. It's over. It's, it's the, 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 the mission accomplished. Uh, they, they, they did set out what to do what they did. It's just that it's like, uh, it's sort of like uh, now Q is like the Simpsons. And they're going to keep going until it's not funny anymore, you know, mm-hmm. or, you know, to us, I guess. Oh, yeah. No, no. Q Q will evolve. It, it reminds me of the Power Rangers sometimes where they just like they're swapping bodies in and out and they're adding new fucking Zoids and new fucking colors and all this shit. But it's they're called Zords. You idiot. And there's a lot of new characters. Yeah, yeah. It, it's 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 going to make a really cool like the wire style show. Depending it's, on how things go, they should make like a, a since uh, you know it's popular now. They should make like a uh, a board game, a Q board game. I'm sure that exists. I'm sure someone has uh, created it. Oh, like like Monopoly, but it's just Q. Qopoly. Q- yeah, Qopoly. So on that note, Sal, I have a very serious question for you. Okay. Would you like to play a game? Yeah, is it the Saw game? Because I don't want to do that. Well, you already you already said yes. Oh no, this is how the Saw game starts. So this week, so normally I do like a quiz every week for Jordan, okay. but now that you're his proxy, uh, it's going to be you. Hang on, my parents are calling me. Are you serious? Hell yeah! All right, we can pause. Okay. Hello. I'm good. How are you? Uh, no, not really. Why? All right. So we're at that point where I would be normally asking Jordan this question, but Sal, would you like to play a game? Uh, yeah, as long as it's not the Saw game. Well, it, tough shit because you already said yes. You're contractually oh. obligated to do it now. Um, all right. So. I am going to name the top 10 countries with the highest life expectancy. And you're going to guess what that life expectancy is. Okay? Oh, God. I thought it was going to be one thing and not the other. Okay. And uh, so it's this is the average between males and females, and it goes down to two decimal points. Okay? So someone's age would be like 56.25. Okay. All right? So, the f- then we're going to go to the top 10. Starting at number uh, number 10, Iceland. What do you think is the average life expectancy for someone who lives in Iceland? Okay, I'm going to say... To the second decimal point. 78.6. Incorrect. It is 83.52. Wow. That old? Yeah. So that was number 10. Now. Oh, God. So we're just going to get older. Uh-huh. Number okay. nine is the, the Channel Islands. C-H-A-N-N-E-L. Channel Islands. Okay. What is their average life expectancy? Uh, 80, I'm going to say 
0.1. You are off by 0.5. It's 83.60. 83.60. Okay. Mm-hmm. Number eight, Australia. Solid 84. 84.0. You are 0.06 away. It is 83.94. I said 84, damn it. So I'm a percentage and a, a, and, a, and, a and a whatever. Mm-hmm. I keep going. I'm going to get it. You, you're, you'll, you'll get there. Number seven, Spain. I'm going to say solid 84.3. I'm going to go 0.3 here. Okay. You are so close, you can almost taste it. It is 83.99. Oh, whoa. Okay. All right. All right. To show you the, the increments that we're working with now. Number six. We're getting- yeah, we're getting there. Number six is Italy. I don't believe that because uh, these people are uh, incredibly stressed out. But uh, I'm going to say 84. Point one, uh, seven. No, 84.01. Okay, okay. All right. Zero one? Yeah. Okay. So number six was 84.01. It's only going to get higher than that. Now, okay. number five, Singapore. I'm going to say 84. Point what, what, uh, 11. You are four off. It's 84.07. Okay. Number four, Switzerland. 84.15. Ooh, you're 84.25. All right. So, all right. It's, it's like they raised the bar each time. Mm hmm. It's like every country gets a little better, except except you know ours isn't. Yeah. The, when does uh, when does ours come up? We'll get there. <laughs> okay. Number three, Macau, M A C A O. Where? Okay. I've never heard of this place, and I feel very ignorant. Yeah. Macau is an autonomous zone on the coast of China. So number four was eighty-four point two five. What do you think number three is? So it's probably like uh, we're probably I'm you know I'm gonna say uh, 85.50 for this place because we're getting there. You you got there a little too quickly. It's 84.68. <sighs> All right, fine. Number two. Yeah. Japan. Oh, uh, I'm gonna say that people here live until 85.0. Man, you are one away. It is 85.03. No, I could have had that one. I could have had it. I'm not even cheating. And now, the number number one, Hong Kong. Okay. Number one is Hong Kong. Number one is Hong Kong. Um, uh, uh, let's see. Uh, so my last one was... 85.02. This yeah. was three. So I'm going to, but it has to nominally be higher than that. So I'm going to say, but not that much. It so is I'm a, gonna... it is a healthy jump. It is nothing crazy, but it is a healthy jump. It, it's a healthy jump. I'm going to say it's still, it's still 85. Okay. So I'm going to say 
point fifty. Not that high, but you're close-ish. Eighty-five point two nine. Okay. Well, I aimed among the moon and I landed among the stars. That's it. Two nine, huh? Yeah. So you were asking where the United States is. <laughs> I'm sc- I'm scrolling down right now to find us. We are number forty-six. And Can I guess the uh, life expectancy? One hundred percent of our country. This is a bonus point. Okay. Uh. Okay, so it's definitely below. It's def- it's definitely below eighty three. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to say that we, as Americans, only live until the ripe age of seventy two point thirty six. No, it's seventy nine point one one. I've given us too much credit. Yeah. If you so the lowest one that is on this list is uh, the Central African Republic at fifty four point three. Sort of give you some other places. Belarus is seventy five point two, and they're ranked ninety two. You know, Peru is ranked sixty five, and their rate is seventy seven point four four. So most of most of the world sits above seventy. Jesus Christ, put me in a Vader seat. Yeah, Already, it, you know. Yeah, so Rwanda is number one thirty-eight, and their life expectancy is seventy. So, there's hundred and thirty-eight countries where your life expectancy is over over seventy. Damn. Yeah, which was actually surprising because I figured ours was going to be pretty fucking low. Yeah, I uh, well, you know. It's a trap, man. They get, that's how they get you in with the healthcare, and then you have to pay for it forever. Uh, they're like, oh, we got doctors and stuff. I mean, I feel like they, all those numbers are just completely skewed by, like, the Rockefellers who are all, like, 300 years old. I think, uh, yeah, I mean, like, what, what, uh, where did those, uh, what year, uh, were those numbers reported? So this came from worldometers.info. And it is from uh, life expectancy in the world from 1955 to present and was calculated in 2020. Huh. Yeah. Um, It is the first thing I found on Google when I Googled average life expectancy by country. So they're pretty legit if they're the first thing I found on Google. Good old world-o-meter. Never hey, done a you know, I, I have yet to see anybody really Snopes a Worldometer chart, so, you know. All right. Well, uh, that is, yeah, that's a healthy amount. Um, call, call it a wrap. Yeah, 100%. Um, so thank you, buddy, as always. No problem. Um, Do you have anything who, you... Who's, who's playing tonight at the DNC? Oh, God. So tonight is when... Um, who is talking? Kamala Harris is talking this evening, I believe. Okay. Um. So that will be will be a fun thing for me to to you know to watch and, and scream at. Um. Let me give you the actual schedule for Democratic National Convention. It is yeah, Wednesday. Um. Let's see who we got. Um. Elizabeth Warren, a performance by Billie Eilish, Nancy Pelosi, Hillary Clinton. Tony Evers, Michelle Grisham, um, Gabrielle Giffords, performance by Jennifer Hudson, performance by Prince Royce, 
Kamala Harris and Barack Obama. They they should get a hologram of Chester Bennington to just read his Chester Bennington to read his own tweet, like his anti-Trump tweet that he made, uh, which like threw like a bunch of Lincoln Park like people into like crazy world. They will um, probably do that at the RNC. Have you seen the fucking lineup for the RNC? Uh, no. It I is the best festival lineup I have ever seen. Uh, I did see like I saw what you posted on Facebook, but I thought it was a I, no, I read dude. It, I thought it was a joke, no. and then I read some people, and I was like, no, these people are. I know these people are confirmed speakers, so this isn't a joke. No, um, dude, it's not a joke. These are the fucking people who who beyond them though. Like, like I want to know, like the re- like, like is like I want like Jacob Wall there, you know, like saying like you know it's like the state of California has a uh, warrant out against me. Um, it needs to be uh, you know uh, abolished immediately. I mean, I feel like they're gonna they're gonna pull up later with like Roger Stone. You know, they're gonna get probably like fucking Ted Cruz, Matt Gates. Like, I, there's so many people they can pull from from actual politics, but this all star headlining lineup that they have. Of, here's here's the real question do you think the trump speech is going to be is going to deliver i think it's absolutely not going to deliver well if uh, if we look back in time trump's best speech was his rnc speech yes 100 percent. it's the one where he rambled the most yeah was that was, that was when he hugged the flag correct no that wasn't the flag hugging incident I I don't know. I remember that. Uh, the I thought the flag. I remember the flag hugging being out before. That may be that true. Being out before the RNC. That that may be true. But the, the RNC Trump speech is his. That's his best track to date. Now maybe they're gonna go old school and give him a bunch of Adderall and dick pills and let him just fucking solo for thirty let minutes again. Wild. Yeah. No. He at CPAC. So he. Excuse me. Yes, it was CPAC. Yeah, so he hugged and kissed the flag at CPAC. Um, but this is the RNC. And this is a completely it's a completely different ballgame, and it's also a completely different ballgame on a completely different field. So like Trump obviously is not gonna have the crowd in front of him. He's my predictions is he's gonna he's gonna do it on the battlefield at Gettysburg. Like he's Ooh. gonna do that. Oh and and he's he's gonna be there's not going to be any crowds. It's actually going to be like dead silent. He's going to do it in the middle of the night. He might pre-tape it. He might. But if, if he does pre-tape it, we'll find out like after as an afterthought, you know, and he'll use some reason like I had to do it for security or something like that. Um, I think he will mention bloodshed or blood. Uh, I think that is an image that he will evoke on the battlefield um, that like if it's a battle against the Democrats or something like that, you know, and blood must be shed or something like that. To get the fascist industry, you know, yeah, he definitely yeah, get real blood and soil with it. He, he is no doubt reading Mein Kampf right now uh, at his bedside. Trump is if there is a book, um, you know, uh, that, that that man reads. Uh, but uh, I think that's going to happen and it's not going to blow him away. It's going to suck. Everyone's going to be like, what happened? Where's the meme magic? Uh, a lot of many right wing people are still going to like it and they're going to be like, oh, my God, it was one of his best speeches. Because he mentioned blood in the soil, but uh, it's not going to get the uh, voters that they need to get to win, which is unfortunately to them convincing the quote unquote normies. Mm-hmm. I I wish in my heart of hearts that it would be time for Trump to do his speech 
It's next Thursday night, right? And they cut to the feed. And it's pre-recorded. And it's a long shot of the ocean. And then it zooms in. And there's Trump at the helm of some boat. And in the background Ooh. is that full armada of the like fisherman for purpose. Trump thing that he's all he's all horny for right now. Yeah, but there's no way you could keep that uh, shot under wraps. You know, like you'd have to like fly him in and like tell people that like actually like it's for a commercial and this is a body double, but you guys should act excited anyways. Don't touch him. Uh, don't wear the mask. Don't come close to the boat that we're filming this. What on. if he did it on an aircraft carrier? Like mission accomplished style. Uh, he won't do that because Bush did it. Like it would be seen as tacky. You mm. know? Yeah. Or it could be seen like a promotion for a fucking um, Top Gun 2. I mean, you, you got to think to back to the, the RNC, his first RNC, his first prom, as I like to call it, where he came out to like uh, wrestling pyro or not pyro, but like wrestling lights and like, you know, all the flash and noise. And the smoke and stuff like that. I remember that being a big deal. Damn, what if he does like full Titantron, Kid Rock playing in the background? Well, well, great. I'm glad you brought this up because we've already... uh, You could watch WWE tonight next. You could watch WWE next tonight and see what it's like. You know, it'll have the same flattening effect. It really will. Uh, And that is why I think he's going to go the safe route. Because rambling is not going to work in front of nobody. Uh, that's why the only reason that the only chance he gets a rambles is, is in front of the reporters during the COVID briefings. Oh God, he's going to probably just fucking sit in the Oval Office. There's a there's there's a really good chance he'll he'll he will not do the blood and soil route too, and just do boring Oval Office speech. But at least do in front of the helicopter. At least scream that, in front of the helicopter. Well, I mean, if he just does boring Oval Office speech or like boring like part of the White House speech that like doesn't dog whistle his base that's gonna make everyone mad that 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 voted for him they're gonna be like this guy doesn't care yeah i came for a fucking show i paid i paid for a fucking show i want to see him stumbling over his words and sweating and like yeah like it's sort of like i didn't come here to watch uh you know john Kasich speak here also exactly yeah no i i want to see the derangement that I've been forced to witness for the last three and a half years. And I want it like the funniest uh, and most drugged out possible. So I could tell my kids, yeah, I was forced to watch that, uh, you know, by the Nazis, which were also police. I wonder who his opening act's going to be. Uh, I- John Voight. You think it's going to be John Voight directly before uh, is, him? Wait, is it John Voight or Char- John? It's John Voight. Is that the guy that, yeah, it's John. Yeah, it is John Voight. Um, yeah. John Voight will be there. No, I know, but I wonder who they're going to put on directly before him to like warm the crowd up. Oh, uh, uh, who do you think they'll do? I have no idea if they're going to go politician or entertainer. Because if they're going to go entertainer, it's probably going to be fucking the my pillow guy. That's not. Um, people think that's good energy, and it's not. Have you 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 know his whole crack saga, right? Uh, yeah, I, that he was like a crack addict and then like, he like completely turned his life around. He did some fucking interview where he talked about how he smoked so much crack that like the city crack dealers all got together and decided to stop selling him crack because they all liked him too much and knew that he had a future ahead of him. Yeah. 
I know people who have been doing drugs for most of my life, and I don't know anyone that's so good at doing drugs that the drug dealers are like, dude, look, we all got to look out for fucking Barry. Like, he's- yeah, yeah, we need to. Listen, we sell crack. Like, <laughs> like crack. But uh, we also have a heart and humanity and humility. You know, it's like that's it. <laughs> There's some that that's some like otherworldly shit. That that means that like that guy's personality must have been something else. Yeah, uh, it's that's a weird cognitive dissonance there. But we gotta wrap this up. Um, yeah, go so, watch your uh, go watch go watch the cartoons, baby. Oh, you have no idea how excited I am. Um, All right. Thank you so much, buddy. Do you have anything you want to plug or anywhere people can find you? Uh, I, I play in a bass for the band New Aura. Uh, check out my music. Maybe we could play some on the outro. Um, I'll see what I can get. Yeah, send me something. Yeah. Okay, cool. Whatever. All right. See you later, bud. All right. Bye, buddy. Bye. Tight. Okay. Well, Sal's gone. Um, that was good. That was fun. Um, so Jordan, Jordan will be back, um, the next, you know, the next time you hear from us, um, he'll be back from his, uh, re-education camp trip um you can find the show like always on all the socials and um from there you can find the individual accounts for uh andrew jordan and myself and then i'll post links to this week's two guests hollis and sal um i hope everybody liked it um but yeah uh please uh like and subscribe and tell your friends we're not doing any advertising right now so this is really the only way that we can get the show out there for people um we also have a Patreon for five bucks a month. You get an extra episode every week and access to the Discord. Thank you for listening. If you did listen this far, and we're going to play some of Sal's band's music. So, bye.